Welcome to Account-Based Marketing. This podcast is designed as a collection of conversations with sales and marketing leaders sharing thoughts and practical tips for growing your most valuable customers. Hosted by me, Alicia Linden, founder and CEO at Momentum, the B2B growth consultancy. Welcome to this episode of Account-Based Marketing. Today, we're talking about building organization muscle. It's one of the topics I'm most asked about uh, for anyone that's either looking to hire in talent or upskill their existing teams into account-based marketing. So I'm thrilled to be joined in conversation today with Kelvin G, Senior Director of Modern Marketing at Oracle. Kelvin, you and I were first introduced a few years ago when some of our team, together with yourself, were working in Singapore, rolling out an account-based marketing program. would love for you to kick us off with with a bit of an introduction into into your role and and how you came to be an account-based marketing evangelist. Yeah, that's right, Alicia. I met your colleagues when we were in Singapore uh, doing an account-based workshop. And so, you know, my career started like many of your audience members, garden variety, B2B demand gen. I've been doing it for a number of years. And I first came to Oracle through an acquisition. And I was working for a startup that was funded and owned by Larry Ellison. And we always knew that we were going to join the mothership at one point. And that happened in 2011 uh, when we were acquired by Oracle. And so Larry essentially bought his own company, which is a, (laughs) a funny story. But we were a big Eloquist shop and I was the power user, the administrator. And when I joined Oracle, they were going through their own transformation and they wanted to move into a marketing automation platform. So they asked for my opinion, what should we buy, uh, Marketo or Eloqua? And so I said, well, we got to go with Eloqua for these reasons. And uh, a few months later, I, I woke up to read the headlines that Oracle literally acquired the company Eloqua, not just the licensed wow. technology. Yeah. <laughs> what have you started, Kelvin? <laughs> exactly. I know. I know. So I was, you know, there was a little bit of a, a muscle flex there for me thinking I had all this influence, but uh, the reality was that that process was already well under its way. But we like to drink our own champagne at Oracle. And so we started to roll out Eloqua a few months later after the acquisition and with any change management, whether it's strategy or a MarTech, uh, it's always about people, process, and technology. Everyone forgets about the people piece. And so there was a need for someone to manage that change management process. And so that's kind of where I came in. And it was just a need to train and enable our marketers to, to how to use Eloqua. Uh, And then that just evolved over the last few years to move to account-based because account-based or ABM really is modern marketing. It's the future of uh, B2B marketing. And so that's what I've been focused on for the last few years. Fantastic. You touched on a really interesting point there about enabling marketing teams. And we've seen a really big explosion in the last couple of years in sales enablement. Do you think marketing enablement is, is coming next? I think so. I've been beating that drum for a few years, though. Yeah. Uh, very few organizations have the luxury of having a dedicated person focus on marketing enablement. But you know, there's an ongoing joke between a CFO and then the CMO, uh, the CFO saying, we can't afford to invest in marketing training. And then the CMO says, oh, we can't afford not to. Yeah. Right? It's, it's like, what, do you, what kind of organization are you going to have if you don't invest in in uh, modernizing your workforce. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's that's kind of the ongoing joke. 
And it's true because you want your marketers to continue to be relevant as the industry changes. Yeah. And in, in many ways, over the last you know, half decade, decade in, in B2B, we've seen this big, big shift as organizations have embarked on an account-based journey. They've gone from taking their programs as an island to really integrating in, into their whole marketing strategy. In your mind, what makes the, the perfect ABM or what is, what is the skill mix that really makes it? That's a really great question. To me, there's really four strong attributes to a good account-based marketer. One is the person needs to have a T-shaped orientation in terms of their skill sets, right? So the, the vertical bar of the T indicates, uh, you know, particular expertise in a certain area, but you, they also have to be a all-around athlete. Uh, so someone who is got a good general range of skills can and can go uh, and pivot and go and move in different directions. So, uh, such as you know, relationship building, value creation, research, being more data driven. So, being a a well versed uh, person or marketer. So that T shape uh, orientation. The other thing is you got to be a team player because account base is a team sport. So you have to be collaborative. You have to be someone who's easy to get along. But at the same time, you have to be business minded. Um, account base is all about understanding the macro issues that are changing industries today, as well as the micro issues that the individual organization is, is faced with. And then you have to be customer obsessed. You have to be obsessed and have empathy for the customer and what they are going through in order to become and be perceived as a strategic partner. And the customer also can be your internal customer, your sales counterpart in making him or her successful. So customer obsessed being on both sides of that coin. What's your take on, you've touched about on business and um, being customer obsessed. What's your take on you know, really understanding what it, the ingredients to grow an account, that, that commerciality of here's how you take an account from a small deal or not having any revenue to, to actually growing revenue and, and converting those opportunities um, over time? Yeah, to me, again, it's, it's that E word, empathy. It's, that's kind of the foundation of any good marketer is being able to empathize with uh, the CEO of the organization or the, the CIO or the line of business or uh, the, the, the fundamental challenges that a company is going through. And not to think about which product that you're trying to peddle, but actually trying to solve their business challenges, um, what keeps them up at night, right? So being in the same mindset of your customer. Yeah, got it. And uh, you touched on an interesting point around being T-shaped. I was talking to a CMO uh, recently in North America where, you know, he said to me, I've got 30 or so marketeers and 18 of them are event marketeers. What, what's your, in your experience, is it possible for you know, someone who's been very channel aligned to either events or digital to, to become more T-shaped? Yeah, that's a great question. We see a lot of interest in uh, field marketers converting and moving over to the account-based world. And uh, I, I think that is a normal migration. Uh, but again, the, the person, regardless of their previous work experience, whether it's field marketing or event marketing, they, they need to have kind of those attributes. The other thing is, 
And this isn't exclusive to account base, but any good marketer needs to have strong research skills, strong attention to detail, ability to think on their feet, but also a, a personality where they don't fold and collapse under pressure from sales. Because uh, they, they need to be a strategic, strategic partner to sales. And you need a personality that can and, and a backbone to stand up to sales sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I think a, bi- a big inspiration for me uh, moving into this space was definitely how, how can marketing stop being almost waitressing to uh, to the sales organization of what would you like to actually, it's it's a key skill and, and a level of expertise in deploying that in the market. What's your your perspective, Kelvin, on the the whole skill will debate? You know, you've obviously uh, worked with a number of marketers as as they've shifted into an, an account based approach. What what's been more important? Yeah, that's a, another great question. Um, ultimately, when we look for account based marketers, uh, at the end of the day, we're looking for someone with strong curiosity. Uh, professional curiosity and intelligence, right? Because we can train a marketer to be a, a good account-based marketer as long as they have, you know, the intelligence level and then the strong curiosity to to grow and learn. Uh, not everyone uh, has the experience necessarily of have, having done account-based. So that's kind of, uh, you know, like you said, that, that debate is either you hire someone who's either had that experience from the outside, bring that person in, but then you have to get that person ramped up in terms of how to uh, how that person navigates the organization and becomes productive. Or you homegrown someone, right? You, you take someone who already is in your organization and is willing to learn and has that growth mindset. And you know, there's pros and cons to both. But for us, we, we like to actually grow our employees and give them another challenge. And this is a great opportunity because obviously account base has been a, a shiny object in the last few years in, in B2B marketing. Yeah, absolutely. No, huge development opportunity. I, I've, I've seen it. You know, there, there aren't many ABMers out there. Um, they're thin on the ground. And I, I think having someone come into your organization with account-based skills, but still having to navigate your propositions and, and your internal and external stakeholders, that, that presents a different challenge. So speaking of curiosity that you touched on a, a second ago, what, what's been your biggest surprise? I'm, I'm curious as you've trained tens, if not hundreds of uh, marketeers and and built uh, their ABM skills. What surprised you along the way? Yeah, a couple of things. One is just the need for training. People tend to overlook that still to this day, right? Uh, what I've always uh, learned uh, last few years is that, you know, whenever you have a change in strategy or you introduce new marketing technology, it, it creates a skills gap. It doesn't actually close it. And so just acknowledging and realizing that that is an important function, there's a need. Um, but people overlook it because they don't think they need it. They think mm-hmm. that, oh, yeah, account base, I got it. I, I know it, right? It's like, yeah, we're just focusing on a particular account. Well, yes and no. It's not as easy as it kind of sounds like. So you have to make sure that everyone is aligned around the same strategy. Everyone thinks they know account base, but when you actually press them, they actually don't. The other thing is a lack of commitment. They think that they, they want to do account base as a part-time job in addition to their day job. Yeah. Without understanding the commitment and focus that's necessary to do it well. 
yeah no interesting points I think I think it for me if you're going down the account-based route it's it's a religion <laughs> you're you're having to convert and, and go all in so yeah f- fascinating and you've mentioned training and actually upskilling you, you're a, a passionate believer in embedding those skills and then there are lots of ABM courses I see popping up all the time from you know tech vendors through to you know consulting and, and training firms that are now providing those courses what what's your take are they are they valuable are they worth while if, if someone's looking to move into an ABM role, should they be embarking on these courses? Yeah, I think so. I think it's important to have some kind of certification program. Uh, so to make sure that everyone is on the same page, right? Because if you don't do anything like that or have any kind of standardization, you're going to get different flavors of account base uh, in the execution of that strategy throughout your organization. So you want some kind of framework or methodology around your account-based strategy. And so you're right, there are a few out there. Obviously, uh, Serious Decisions and Forrester has a, a good training program. Topo has a good one. Demandbase has a one as well, although that's a little bit more on this uh, ABM 101 maybe area. But the, the key important thing, though, is make sure whichever training you choose, it aligns with your th- way of thinking uh, in terms of account base because you don't want to certify your marketers on a different methodology or framework than the way you plan of implementing or executing on. And switching from training and, and thinking about uh, marketing enablement, one, one route we've seen some of our clients go down is, is actually setting up a center of excellence um, that really ends up leading the account-based strategy and, and the acts as a, a bit of a support infrastructure to the to the rest of the organization. What's your experience in centers of excellence? Yeah, obviously the, the pros of some kind of center of excellence is consistency of message and process and execution. There's really kind of four models for a center of excellence approach. There's the, the centralized approach where all activities are, are conducted and executed on a global level by a central uh, programs team or center of excellence. Um, that works well because if you have a, uh, a large part of your revenues uh, generated from a handful of accounts, you probably want a more centralized program uh, where all that is executed. The second model is really like a centrally driven ABM program where the center of excellence does most of the heavy lifting, like maybe the account selection, for example, and then field marketing or the regions are involved with some of the execution. The third model, which is the model that I'm the strongest advocate of, especially here at Oracle, is the centrally enabled center of excellence, where the focus of the center of excellence team is to enable and empower the field marketing or the regions to be successful. So maybe the, the regions choose the accounts, but the center of excellence standardizes on a methodology and how to choose and select the right accounts or how to measure your account-based programs in terms of a framework and KPIs, but the, the regions are the actual ones building the dashboards or, or measuring the actual um, KPIs. Uh, and then the, the, the last approach is really the, the fully decentralized uh, approach where the, the, the field teams actually are running it from end to end. And that's that only really works where you understand that there's not going to be any efficiencies, but because your 
accounts uh, require a high degree of customization or localization, you're willing to sacrifice that efficiency. Most organizations, frankly, uh, revolve around either the centrally driven approach or the centrally enabled approach, you know, the second and the third option. Those those would be the, the two. I mean, there's there's definitely different ways to apply centers of excellence. What what about the cons? You know, I've see, heard from clients seen firsthand that you're know, often moving things to a, a central organization. You're that much more removed from customers or the, the sales relationship. What What's your perspective? Yeah, to me, the, 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 the pros far outweigh the cons. You know, the cons is really what if the regions don't adopt what you're, you know, feeding them, right? Yeah. Like if you're creating campaign kits, so will they actually use the campaign kits, for example? Or are you creating content? Will they actually use the content or will they continue to roll their own? So that's really where, you know, getting everyone aligned up front in terms of the value of, of this, the center of excellence and in delivering the value to them based on the agreed upon service level agreements. Yeah, got it. And as you're thinking about the COE at Oracle now, are you thinking, you know, enablement, that third option that you touched on, is a, is a lot of your focus about training and upskilling the, the field or is it about providing them with the, the tools so that they can be empowered and, and go forth into their accounts? Yeah, it's it's a little bit more on the latter than the former because that's really where the need is, right? Because, yeah. you know, historically all the regions did their own thing, right? We do a lot of one-to-one account base, which is great, highly customized, highly personalized content and campaigns, but it doesn't scale really well. And so if you really want to do account base at scale, you kind of need to start to think about clustering and commingling these accounts along industries or campaign themes or other other ways. And so that that's what you start thinking about content at scale. So that's kind of what we're doing is building the infrastructure and the contents. And that doesn't mean that we aren't focused on the training as much. We, we actually have here at Oracle, we have a team called the, the Marketing Class Of, which is a team of recent college grads who are co- coming into the work, working world. And they go into a year-round program where they learn about marketing. They, they work in different teams to get that cross-promotion. But then they graduate out of that program after a year. And so they look for homes. And so again, account, account base is kind of the new shiny object. And so they understand that. So they actually want to go into account base but again they're not quite seasoned enough and so you do need to train them uh, to make them uh, successful i hope you're enjoying the episode so far if you like what you're listening to please hit the subscribe button for all our previous episodes and join the conversation over on wearemomentum.com what what's your um, perspective from you know mar- marketing leadership and and how you're thinking about an account based mindset? We, we've talked about the skill sets that an ABMer needs, but for 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 us, it's long been a, a way of a way of life, um, a way of thinking. Do, do marketing leadership have a role to play when it comes to making sure that the organisation and and their teams are really thinking account based first? That is so critical. I'm so glad you asked that question. I've lived both worlds. I've lived in a world where account base is a grassroots effort, where you know, we think it's the right thing to do. We think it's the future of B2B marketing. Uh, and we try to bootstrap it from the ground up without executive or, uh, management endorsement necessarily or 
uh, approval. And that can only take you so far, right? You really do need that executive endorsement. And I've worked in organizations where the CMO doesn't believe in account base or they think they believe in it, but they don't actually put enough effort or focus or prioritization on it. And that really does damage, you know, the, the efforts, right? You lose so much yeah. momentum when you, when everyone knows that the CMO is not be, uh, behind it. So it's really, really important to have that alignment up at top. And what I've also learned is, you know, marketing enablement isn't just about training and developing the, the people in the trenches. It's also training and enabling the marketing leadership, getting them on board and making sure they understand what account base is. Because a lot of yeah, you know, people still think that account base is just one to one. Yeah, no, you you raise a brilliant point of, you know, when when actually when you're thinking about enabling your teams and building your ABMers, make sure you're also thinking about bringing senior leaders with you as well. And as we think about organization design, thinking about marketing leadership, you know, how how are you thinking about uh, third parties either to supplement the, the ABM skill set or um, to work with with ABMers? How are you thinking about that? Yeah, another great question. Third parties can mean a number of things, right? Agencies like yourselves and marketing technology vendors, right? Uh, so obviously, marketing technology is important, although I will always say it's not critical to do account-based well. It will definitely help you scale and automate um, your things, but I've been doing account base for, for years and I've done it without a lot of technology. So a lot of people reach for that technology shelf first. Yes. Yes, right? definitely. <laughs> if they think it'll solve world hunger, of course. It's, it's all in a box. It's going to fix everything. Exactly, <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I, I do have an, a saying of, yeah, uh, the tool doesn't really change the person. And going back to your enablement point, I think there's a, a, a really big truth in that. Yeah. Yeah. So I still see that uh, as as a, a folly right now, as people still reaching for the technology solution without having the strategy. Uh, but to answer your question, enablement isn't just about the people within your organization. It's also about your agencies and your your partners. At Oracle, we we ran a program for for years called the Preferred Marketing Partners Program. It's actually an annual summit where we bring in all of our agencies, all of our vendors, and we share with them open kimono in terms of. What is our strategy? How are we thinking about account base? And then we have breakout sessions for the creative team. So uh, get them to understand our branding guidelines and styles. Then we have in, we bring in procurement so they know how to get the invoices paid. And then we bring in the MarTech team so that the agencies understand what is available under the hood. And then we give them SSO access so that they can access all of our internal tools and uh, content repositories. And then the last thing is the measurement piece. Agencies like yourselves typically struggle with the measurement piece. They run and build these wonderful campaigns, but at the end of the day, they have no transparency in terms of how they perform. And so by giving them SSO access and to, to, to the actual key, um, the scorecards and reports, now they can actually see how they are performing. So enabling third parties, in my mind, is critical because if you want them to be really partners in crime with you, you have to enable them. Yeah, definitely sounds like enablement and empowerment is is the, the way forward when you're thinking about working working with your partners. And from a sales organization perspective, we've, we've not spoken too, too much about the sales team, but how, how is the, the dynamic different where you have a, a highly tuned, enabled, empowered ABM team in place c- compared to either one that's not there or, or is forming? 
Yeah, I think there's plenty of data out there that shows that when sales and marketing are are more aligned, they outperform the organizations that aren't as aligned, right? And so we see that as well, right? Problem is, is sales has been trained all these years to not trust marketing. Uh, and so when you run your first pilot, uh, which I strongly recommend if you haven't done account based, is always start with the pilot. Is choose your partners well on the sales side, right? Choose the the, the sales reps who are more eager, more inclined to partner with you, because there is this notion of a uh, quote unquote cooperation index, which does matter because if you choose a sales rep who hates your guts and 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 won't trust you, I mean that that's you're setting yourself up for failure. So even if they may not be the perfect partners in terms of the accounts that you're supporting, but if there's a very strong cooperation index, uh, I'd much rather choose those to be my pilot versus the, you know, the other type of partner. Yeah. And in some ways, as you're w- working with these sales teams, you're also retraining, enabling them to think differently about the role of marketing in their accounts. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like you said, uh, marketing has done their job almost too well in, in servicing sales and, you know, getting them coffee and doing their job for them. So part of it is, is to retrain them on what marketing can bring to the table. It's not just things like coffee and leads and budget for golf outings. If, if you were to start over again, Calvin, what, what would you do differently as you're thinking about enabling and, and training account-based marketeers at Oracle? I mean, a lot of organizations have false starts with with their ABM efforts. So, you know, it, we at Oracle are no different. We've had our share of false starts as well, but a lot of it are the things you can't control. Changing leadership, changing CMOs, uh, for example, which, which might set you back. But at the end of the day, it's always about learning from your mistakes. Uh, you might need to change things up, call it something else. Maybe you don't call it account-based or ABM again because the first initiative failed. So you don't want to taint the, your, your your redo. Uh, but the, the main thing is just try to learn from your mistakes because that's what account-based is all about. It's, it's about trying things and, and, and changing and improving yourself and doing better. I love that. Just keep reiterating and um, the iterative process develop over time. Fantastic. I really enjoyed the conversation, Kelvin. I did just want to finish on one question. If there, if you had to name a single superpower that an account-based marketer needs, what would that one superpower be? I'll give you two. One is what we already talked about, empathy, right? The, the ability to empathize with your customers is, is really a strong characteristic. And I always teach in my workshops around marketing and training my marketing class, I've always emphasized the value of having empathy. But the other thing really is focus. It's not a superpower necessarily, but you know, the ability to focus on just a set of accounts is is kind of hard because you everyone has this FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. And so whenever you focus on a set of accounts, you're always afraid that you're leaving money on the table <laughs> and not focusing on everything yeah. else, right? And so really the, the ability to put on the blinders and focus is is kind of a superpower in a way. Uh, it doesn't sound like it, but account base is all about focus. I think that's brilliant. I think knowing where where to put energy and resources as opposed to saying yes to everything exactly. is it definitely requires superpowers most of the time. Really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. I think for anyone looking to build or upskill their their marketing team into an account based approach, we'll get a get a lot lot out your insight and thanks again for, for joining us. It's been great talking to you. Great to have you here.
This podcast is brought to you by Momentum, the B2B growth consultancy and pioneers of account-based marketing. You can learn more at wearemomentum.com.